0: The
1: one who knocks. Uh,
2: uh, oh, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do something
2: with your life? You contribute nothing to society. Good morning, Vietnam. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Okay? You know my code. Hose before bros. You can't handle the truth. Who is your girlfriend? Woof.
0: Nobody calls me mad dog, especially not some. Shoot it up, egg-sucking gutter, trash!
1: Hello, and welcome to my first time where we debate, dispute, and discuss a much loved love classic of film or TV or something that one of us has never seen before. Will we see what the fuss is or just be left wondering what the heck was that? My name is Dan, and I'm joined each and every week by Eden. Hello! And Aiden.
0: Catchphrase.
1: And this week we are rolling our eyes at our father's hijinks and stupid laugh as we review 1995's A Goofy Movie. Some might call it a Disney classic, some might call it a Disney flop. How dare you! But that's that. I'm not revealing. I'm not revealing on what side of the ledger I I sit. Uh, I, honestly, I'd never heard of this. Aiden, we're in our we're in our. Um, I think you will like this series. And uh, last week, um, Eden said, "Aiden, I think that you will like planes, trains, and automobiles." And more or less, you did like planes, trains, and automobiles. Would that yeah. be a correct summary, Aiden? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good.
0: I didn't love it as much as you guys because I didn't grow up seeing it. In, you know, at a young age and things, but I did really enjoy it, yeah.
1: And now, this week, Aiden, you've said, Dan, I think that you will like a goofy movie, which was bold because taking a 39 year old man to an animation that he's never seen is uh, fraught with uh, potential problems. But tell me what you love about this and when you encountered it and all those sorts of things.
0: Well, perhaps I was pushing a slight agenda In that we'd never done a cartoon film on this podcast yet So I did really want to tackle that But I I did strategically pick this one Because you are a parent, Dan And I thought that it would appeal to your parent sensibilities and things Because it really is a film that you can watch as a kid And get something out of it And then watch it as an adult with kids of your own And get something completely different
1: out of it yeah, that's that's fair. Did you did you watch this in the 90s, like around its release? Yeah,
0: we were a family that would go to the cinema every school holidays and see the latest Disney film. Like that was just that was the school holiday tradition, that's what we did every school holidays, whatever Disney was releasing, we were going to see it. And I remember loving this film as a kid because I would have been roughly 10 at that age and I could definitely I already thought I was cool, you know, like the, the Max character and my parents were cramping my style type thing. Um, and <laughs> I, I just loved it. I could absolutely relate to it, or, or thought I could anyway. Um, and as an adult now watching it, I watched it with my kids not that long ago. And yeah, loved it on a different level and things.
1: Like your sympathies so- have changed. You, you no longer sympathise sympathize so much with Max. You now... He's sort of team goofy as he struggles to connect with his son and Max is sort of a bit rude and whatever.
0: Yeah, I think you should do the synopsis first because I've got lots of notes. But but yes, yes, I, I, I want to reveal some of the lines that get me and and I just, I just love this film and I'm so nervous for when you're going to kick me in my proverbial groin. Oh, Aidan, <laughs> I, would,
1: I would never kick you in your proverbial groin. <laughs> 1995's The Goofy Movie is a traditional animation format kids comedy film from Disney centred around the father-son relationship of classic Disney character Goofy and his son Max. In the film, Goofy is a single father to teenage son Max whose relationship with his dad is souring as Goofy's clumsy childlike nature begins to clash with Max's maturing teenage attitude. Max is desperate to win the affections of classmate Roxanne, which is difficult with a major dork for a dad and a few inherited genetic dork tendencies. In a bid to win her affection, Max poses as the super cool pop singer Powerline and hijacks a school assembly. And despite the stunt earning him the principal's wrath, it works. Roxanne is impressed with Max's chutzpah and accepts his offer to attend a party on the weekend where everyone will be watching Powerline's concert on pay-per-view. Enter Goofy to stuff things up, though, when he insists on taking Max on the same father-son bonding fishing trip that his dad took with him when he was a teen. Max lies to Roxanne about his reasons for not being able to go to the party, telling her that he's off to the Powerline concert with his dad. What ensues is a cross-country series of vignettes of sorts as Goofy takes his son to a disgusting Opossum-themed theme park and uh, gets Sean... Up by rival dad Pete and his son who turn up to the fishing lake in a tech-heavy mega camper van while Goofy lures Bigfoot to their camp, putting them all in danger. The next morning, in a show of trust in his son, Goofy promotes Max to Trip Navigator, causing a dilemma for Max who must now decide whether to bond with his dad and go to the final destination of Goofy's choice or fool Goofy into taking Max to California to the line show. Max chooses Powerline, causing an enlightened and then enraged Goofy to lose control of the car and father and son end up fighting for dear life in the raging Colorado River. Eventually, on dry land, Goofy discovers Max's promise to Roxanne and decides to take him to the concert, where an attempt to sneak backstage results in them being thrust onto stage, where they dance and perform with Powerline to the delight of the crowd and the party back at Goofy and Max's hometown. Back home, Roxanne, though disappointed, forgives Max for his lie and admits she first had feelings for him when she heard him accidentally laugh like his dad. Goofy's car then explodes from all the damage it has (laughs) sustained on their road trip and he crashes through Roxanne's porch roof where the two finally meet. The movie was never slated to be a huge release for Disney, being produced around the same time as *The Lion King* and receiving a uh, significantly smaller budget in comparisons—18 million versus 45 million. Uh, on its opening weekend, though, *Goofy* uh, opened to solid crowds, landing second only in that week to *Bad Boys*. But the film flamed out quickly and made a modest 35 million at the box office. Compare that to 968.5 million for *Lion King*. Some brutal reviews at the time may have kept the uh, audiences of the era away but the film has in time become a bit of a cult classic even prompting a sequel in 2000 and Roger Ebert in a revisitation review gave it 3 out of 4 stars. The film even had a 20th anniversary reunion screening attended by the original cast and over 1,000 fans with many, many more being turned away for lack of seating. But of course, all that is moot today, as we hand over the scepter of judgement to today's first-timer, me. So what say I? Is a goofy movie an electrically charged power line to the heart, or is it a disappointing tiddler from a failed fishing trip best thrown back into the sea?
0: What did you think, Dan?
1: I... I feel ambivalent towards this film, to be perfectly honest. I I certainly didn't hate it. But I watched it a while ago, and I have to admit, I relied really heavily on Wikipedia for the major plot points. Like, my memory of it just wasn't there. And I I watched this with my daughter. I thought, I'm going to watch it in the best sort of form that I can. I... I watched it with her and I watched it with my wife and I don't know, maybe she was a bit too young for it. And I think I could sense she wasn't enjoying it as much as she's enjoyed other Disney stuff we've watched. And maybe that sort of tainted my viewing experience. Look, I didn't hate it. There were moments that I thought it was really good. There were moments that I did enjoy, but I look, I like it enough is probably the best I can say, Aiden. I don't know what I like it enough for. I just like it enough.
0: <laughs> Eden, um, you watched it for the yeah. first time as well. What What did you think? Uh,
2: look, I yeah, oh. I. No, <laughs> <was> a long. <laughs> drawn out grunt. I don't. I, don't... <laughs> I love. I love what well, I've recommended.
1: To someone, something I love. I love when I've recommended to something someone I love, and they immediately begin when I ask them how was it. They go, I, "I always know it's going uh.
2: on. <laughs> 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 Well, see, I yeah, I was coming from it from the perspective that I didn't, I I, I don't have kids, and yeah. like essentially didn't watch it with my wife or anything. Watched it on my own, um, and I've never been a huge. Disney guy when it comes to the, like, Disney and friends? In fact, I've actually got a lot of questions. I don't, I don't quite understand Disney and friends. I do understand, like, Disney movies, standalone Disney movies, Lion <laughs> King, uh, you know, Little Mermaid. I, I I, get them. What's the deal with Disney and friends? Where where does this exist in, in the Disney zeitgeist?
0: Okay, so I'd like to just preface that I did... Pick this for Dan. I never thought you were going to like it, Eden. So absolutely,
2: absolutely, absolutely.
0: <laughs> but onto the, what do you mean? As in, like, what's the what's the deal with Goofy? Is that what well, you're asking?
2: Well, so okay, so so does, his his question number one: Does Goofy live in like an exclusive dog community? Because all the characters were dogs, right? Well, yes and no.
0: There, you would have seen the cameo of Donald and Mickey. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a mouse and a duck.
2: Yeah, okay, but they're they're the only two mouse and duck. But does that mm. mean that like mm. a Mickey movie is set in like a mm. mouse world and yeah, like good, a, da- a Good, good yeah, question. Is, yeah. Really good questions. Good okay.
0: questions. And we'll circle back to this. We'll definitely circle back to this. <laughs> um, but what's your next one?
2: <laughs> okay. All right. So. <laughs> so Okay, so Goofy exists in this world. It's, it's it's it's, it's uh, you know, a, essentially a dog world. Um, I guess it felt like a TV show, this movie. It felt very much like a telly movie. So I was going to ask, it definitely had a cinema release?
0: Definitely had a cinema release. And there was controversy at the time because there was a TV show called Goof Troop. And this is kind of a spin-off from Goof Troop. But in the TV show... Um, Max is in primary school and and um, uh, you know they live next door to Pete and things. And so this was set... Hasn't
1: yet uh, learned to hate his father.
0: Yeah, it was set... It, exactly. It, it was set five years after that. And they kept all the original cast voiced except for Max because they were like, well, he's gone through puberty. He needs an older voice. And there was controversy at the wow. time. And, and yes, it was cinema release. Um, as Dan said before, it didn't do amazing at the box office, but Um, did a lot better than a lot of other Disney films because it had that cult following from the TV show and stuff. Um, Yes, it wasn't an international, you know, Lion King, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, but uh, it did beat a lot of other Disney films as well. Like, it wasn't a failure. So does that
2: mean that this movie... Are there other, like, Disney and Friends movies that also get cinema releases? Or are they generally TV? Because, like, I only know your Lion Kings, your Cinderellas, your, you know, those big sort of big release numbers.
0: So there was a DuckTales movie as well. And that's obviously set in the Duck universe um, with Donald (laughs) and Uncle Scrooge and and Huey, Dewey and Louie and things. Are these
1: rival towns, Aiden? Like, is there duck, well, duck duck town, dog town, mouse town, and then the characters just meet up, you know, occasionally in each other's towns?
0: Good question. Good Uh, question. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm not sure why I became a spokesperson for Disney all of a sudden. (laughs) You are now. No. (laughs) <laughs> this is,
1: you must now prove to us the logic of the uh, Disney and Friends universe or well, otherwise. I don't, Look, in.
0: I don't, it's a kids' film. There is no logic. If we're trying to put logic into a kids' film, it's not going to happen.
2: <laughs> All right. I want to talk about well, this. Well, I mean, though. you're losing me now. <laughs> I need logic. Eden, <laughs> and I think
1: that in Mickey Mouse, most of the characters are dogs. I think there are actually not many mice in Mickey Mouse things. Yeah. And Wait, mostly, it's dogs. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and these are, like, humanoid dogs. Except he also has a pet dog who is not human. Pluto. Pluto?
2: Correct. Is that the name of the pet dog? Yes, yeah. correct. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. So in their but, world, okay. dogs have other dogs, presumably, like, you know, enslaved dogs or something that, you know, they've... What do you, you mean, know, Presumably. Less evolved dogs that they have subjugated.
2: <laughs> yeah, because Pluto is just like a dog, right? Like, and and Goofy yeah, is like a talk. dog, but he's got a job and like he's got a son, and the son goes yeah. to school. The principal yeah. is like a dog principal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah, wow. logic's no, not so, really yeah. the thing for this.
2: Look,
1: I've got a big <laughs> question, and I think I also need Aiden to answer it for satisfaction. Are we to believe, based on the premise of this movie, that Goofy has had sexual relationships with <laughs> a lady dog? Yes. Because uh,
0: so yes.
1: that, that is a leap of logic. It, 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 that corrupts my childhood to believe he's had sex.
0: Alright, so you, you did say <laughs> that there was a sequel... Um, an extreme goofy.
1: Oh, movie. is it a sex? Is it one of those straight to porn up sequels?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the in the sequel, his dad begins dating, and oh. and he does. There is a there is a moment where Max is like, "I don't want you to replace out you know, my mom and stuff," and she's like, "No one will replace your mom." You know, like it's so. The mum was definitely on the scene at some point, and she's passed <laughs> No away.
1: one will replace your mum, who is not mentioned in this movie at all, yeah. even by like photograph on the mantelpiece.
0: Yeah, but I, I think the impression is that she died like a long time ago. Like, even in the TV show, she was long gone. And that was said when mm. he was in primary school. Okay. Let's, uh... <laughs> okay. Okay. What about the music? Did you guys like the music at least?
2: I'm. I will very confidently say. Like, I did not realize that this was going to be a musical, and I, I seem like an idiot for not realizing that because I'm like, oh, it's a Disney movie. Of yep. course, it's going to be a musical. Um, and the whole way through, I thought the songs were great. I actually yes. did enjoy the music.
0: <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot. Of... I would follow through. There's a lot of memes and things online, and I sent one to Dan this week about how much the music in this film is better than the actual film. Like the music itself is holds up and slaps. Like it's it's really great. yeah. Uh, and they hired this guy to play Powerline. line. Um, I think his name's Tevin or something. And and the two songs in it, like um, that he does the I um, to I, eye, which is uh, the I. And then the number two And then I uh, Which is the song at the end And Mm -hmm. the one at the beginning um, Stand up Like they're they're awesome songs Like I still I still listen to them From time to time
1: favorite song, and the only song that caused me to write a note, is uh, somewhere at the start, there's a big sort of one of those big old timey all in musical numbers where every character is singing and dancing and. Where he's skateboarding down the hill. School... Yeah. yeah. And you see the two Star good.
2: Trek kids? The two Star Trek kids, right? <laughs> there <It> was, yes. <laughs> there's really? two Star Trek kids. Apparently, I, I did some research on it. Apparently, it's the only time that Star Trek has ever been directly referenced in a Disney movie. <laughs>
0: There you go There was something in it for you So Star
2: oh, Trek exists in, in the Disney universe Only in the Only in the dog world <laughs> <laughs> Only in dog world, not in duck world <laughs> Not in duck or mouse world Well you can't confirm it, it might, I don't know
1: <laughs> Maybe <laughs> uh, That's hilarious Um Yeah, I, look What, um Tell me what you love about this film, Aidan.
0: As I said, I felt like I could relate to Max uh, when I was growing up. But in this film, watching it as an adult, I could see it so much from Goofy's perspective. And there was this, like, this beautiful line that I loved, uh, which is when they're sitting on the car and they've sort of had this big fight as things are going down and it's sort of like that sort of tipping point for their relationship of like oh and everything's coming out and he max is sitting there on the car and he says to his dad like i'm not a kid anymore i've i've grown up i've got my own life can't you see that and goofy turns to him and and goes yeah and i just want to be a part of it i just want to be a part of your life and i'm like I just, I, I love that. Like, that just gets me every time, especially as a parent. You, like I, I'm just like, oh, right there in the heart.
1: Have you cried watching a goofy movie, Aiden?
0: Every time I've watched this. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah.
2: Even yep. as a kid?
0: Oh, I can't confirm that. But every time I've watched it as an adult, absolutely. In, to the wow. point where Jethro has looked at me like I'm a weirdo, my six-year-old son, going, what are you doing, Daddy Sicko? why are you crying?
1: <laughs> Any tears but- for you, Eden?
2: No tears. I, <laughs> I completely understand, though, that side of it. Like, I did like the kind of... Essentially, Goofy being a relatively n- normal character in what is literally called a Goofy movie. Um... Yeah, like he seemed very normal, and I, I, I would be interested to know how I would feel if I'd seen it as a young kid, if I would have sided with Max. Because the whole way through, I'm just like, Max, you're being a dick. You're being a dick, Max. Um, and also, is Mac, is the girl that Max likes also really mean? Because like, she's sort of like, oh, I want to go on this date with you, and Max is like, yeah, but my dad's organised this thing and he's my dad and I kind of have to do that. And she seems kind of unreasonable about it initially.
0: No, I get the impression she's just more, like, meek. Like, just a bit like, oh, no, no, it's fine, whatever. Just, like, you know, like, like she doesn't want to bring up, like, the upsetness. or You know what I mean?
1: Nah. I'm with you, Eden. I I perceived her as just, like, I'm like, why is she being so like passive aggressive about this? His dad's have, yeah, taking him on a God. trip. It's not his fault. And she's all like, oh yeah, exactly. whatever. Just going on your trip with your dad. Yeah, I'm fine.
2: And it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. yeah. And it seems gonna like she's going to start dating someone else because he's not there to go on that date. And then he has to lie to her. That I felt bad about that. Mm. Yeah, I'm it's definitely int- with you, Eden. In that
1: I. As an adult, I'm watching this like, oh, Max is such a turd. Even was mad he got to the Powerline concert, which I know is foreseeable, and we all know he's going to get there. But I was like, he does not deserve to be taken to this concert. Like, I don't know. I wanted a different thing where he learned he was a turd without having the Powerline experience. And um, yeah, that 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 didn't satisfy for me as a again a 39 year old man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Interesting, you brought up the groundedness of Goofy and and how he sort of is the sensible sort of character to a degree, um, because a lot of um, directors and people that make kids TV shows I'm, I'm not talking about JJ Abrams and you know those sort of people, but like kids that make um, adults that make kids films have sort of pointed back to a Goofy movie and said that they've drawn inspiration from this film of how to. Create grounded characters in a silly sort of world, um, and and use Goofy as the example of that. The like, this is the way you're meant to do it. This is how you create this three um, Dness to a to a character that is a two D character sort of thing. It's it's a one one trick pony punchline sort of character.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean. It is a. It there is it's a movie. There is a movie there. Like <laughs> it is a, it is a grounded story. It's not kind of like. Initially, I got vibes of like Looney Tunes in those opening numbers, where it was kind of quite wacky, but it had that like very well crafted Disney animation. Um, but then, it it started feeling almost sort of. I don't want to say necessarily like Simpsons esque, where it is grounded characters it felt more yeah like it it, it, there was like there was real things happening real emotions i guess
1: i thought it had weird tonal shifts all the way through actually like it starts with this very heavy teen romance focus and i'm watching it with my five-year-old daughter and i'm like to be honest i don't even know if like it's a goofy movie but i feel like this is not even not inappropriate for you like there wasn't anything wrong about it but I'm like she's not interested in this like she doesn't care about romance like so that was weird.
0: I disagree Dan because there's so many Disney films that are like Little Mermaid for example that it's a love story that she's chasing after the prince or the Lion King or like there's heaps of them.
1: Yeah but Lion King doesn't start with a focus on teen romance, you know? Like, this starts very much focused on boy and girl and hormones and... It is...
0: Zazu says to Nala and Simba at the beginning, like, you two are going to get married. You two are going to be a thing. And they're like, no way, old man.
1: Yeah, but that's right. There's are no way. They're, they're not lusting after each other. And yeah, the then start Elton of the John movie.
0: comes in, and there's love in the air. And stuff. <laughs> well, who <laughs> Can't hasn't say had no their, to
1: Elton John? <laughs> who hasn't had their pheromones tickled by Elton John? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, and then I felt at times like maybe when you get to like the opossum world, I was like, oh, this is. There's a bit of Ren and Stimpy influence here too. Like this is existing yes, in a time yeah. where oh. animation is getting edgier and darker. And this is trying to touch on that while still being a Disney film. So it just had these sort of tonal shifts for me that felt a little bit... Um, I, don't I don't know. just didn't feel that cohesive at times.
2: Well, yeah. And I guess that's that's sort of what made me feel like it wasn't necessarily like a, a cinema release movie. But maybe like several episodes of a TV show that got crammed together, and so therefore you could go, okay, this episode we're going for a bit of a tonal shift, and we're going to do, you know, the crazy Chuck E. Cheese robots that they had in it, which I thought were hilarious. Um, mm. Like, there was a Looney Tunes movie ages ago called, like, Quackbusters. It was like a Ghostbusters spoof. Um, it was awesome, but essentially it was just, like, several... Old Looney Tunes episodes brought together, tied together with a bit of a narrative thread, yeah, um, and turned into a movie. So that's that's what made me think. Like, was this definitely a cinema release? Do you think because it was following Goof Troop that maybe it was initially like a series that they were like, no, we can retool this or so the. <clears throat>
0: So the DuckTales TV series had the movie, and that went really well at the cinemas. And they looked at their other properties that they had TV shows for, and there was a Darkwing Duck movie that was made, and it never made it to cinema. It never was released because it was didn't hit the right tone. It wasn't the right timing. There was all sorts of issues that fell through. And then they looked at, all right, what other ones could we potentially go for and goof troop was the next one that they were like I think there's something in this I think there's enough in this world that we could and and then I would say it would be the same people that worked on the TV show also worked on this so they yeah, had a right. I would presume like a TV sort of writing background but I'm I'm joining dots here like I, I don't know yeah
2: yeah
1: I read a weird little tidbit that they originally got the Goofy voice actor to voice Goofy with a normal human voice, not his traditional (laughs) voice. And pretty soon, I think they filmed it for like two weeks like that, and then they were like, you know what? And he was always like, what are you doing? Like, people are not going to want to listen to a Goofy with a regular (laughs) voice. They're going to want the Goofy that they've known and loved for like 50 years. And yeah, they realized that he was right and went and re-recorded everything.
0: Well...
2: What a weird a, thing. I wonder.
0: Because, you know, we, I don't know if you guys have seen the new um, Super Mario Brothers, but um, Chris Pratt's not exactly putting on an Italian accent in that film.
2: <laughs> would he be allowed to, or would you have to get, like, an Italian person in to voice Mario in, well, like, there's a, a cliched accent? There's a,
0: there's a little joke at the beginning where they make a TV commercial for their plumbing business, and he puts on an over-the-top accent. And they're like, "Cut it out, dude!" And then he just talks normal for the rest of the film. So they reference the fact that he's not doing it.
2: I kind of like that justification. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but I, that sounds kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically,
1: good. he just gets shamed out of his racist dick he's been doing for the, yes, his whole life. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's,
2: <laughs> it's it's essentially someone yeah doing a racist accent and then just being like. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, moving on.
1: (laughs) Are their names really Mario and Luigi, or you actually just find out it's like Max and Larry and they've just been playing (laughs) these broad Italian stereotypes? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, some final thoughts here, um, Aiden, or final questions for those of us who hadn't seen it before?
0: All right, did you pick up on all the Easter eggs in the film?
2: The two Star Trek kids. Yes, I did. <laughs> um,
1: Any little things I've you picked spotted? up
2: on the guy that says
1: inconceivable
2: in the Princess Bride being in the film? He that the, the principal yes. Wallace Shawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. He also,
0: yeah. also plays Rex in the Toy Story franchise. Um, the. Clock and and phone that's sitting beside Max's uh, bed at the beginning is a Mickey themed set that's that's sitting there. Oh, yeah,
1: I did. So see is
2: that Mickey I I thought, a oh. celeb? What? yeah, is okay. No, I, 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 is Mickey a celebrity in Dog World Disney?
0: <laughs> I think that's what they're implying. Um, and I love the 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 joke that um, like Max says like to make fun of his dad, like when he's like. What, you going on a trip with your mate Donald Duck, are you? Like, as if it was like he's made him up. And then he's like, no, no, not this time. And then Donald Duck pops up a little bit later on, hitchhiking... Uh, with me. I've
2: got so many questions, so many more questions. Now. No, I don't. we don't have any more time to dig into
1: the uh, paper-thin logic of the uh, Disney and Friends universe. We haven't
0: even we haven't even touched on Paulie Shaw's character. Did you did you enjoy him? Who's clearly they weren't allowed to do a uh, drug references and they used cheese instead.
1: Oh yeah, this is this is the friend at the start that helps him um, take over the school assembly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Like, you know, as, as much as I can enjoy Paulie Shaw in 2023, sure. <laughs>
0: um,
2: I... I, I was thrown out of it a little bit at the very end when, like, Goofy and Max arrive on stage with the band and Goofy is, like, dancing and seemingly knows the choreography and no, no, no. is hey, like... hey, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. He doesn't know the choreograph- choreography... He does the famous cast, the perfect cast. That's the th- uh, that's the storyline throughout the whole film. He tries
1: to teach him. He's so him clumsy. How to fish.
0: Well, he tries to teach him how to fish and he and, and then
2: Max says like do that move. Do that move as your dance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with Aiden here actually. Aiden I feel like Okay, you, you liked
2: that? You like that tie in? <laughs> the oh, time? Look, it's a
1: child's film. I could you, you just buy that when everybody starts singing and dancing, they're going to be doing it well. Like, it's a musical.
2: Uh, <laughs> but he spends the whole movie being just such a, like, a klutz. Do you,
1: Eden, do you get angry when you're watching a musical and suddenly six people on the street start dancing
2: in perfect unison? You're like, that would never happen in real right, life. All right, no, but I've got to, they okay. They need to practice. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all, but I tell you what I do have a problem with is when... It's a, like, the, the, the music in the end bit is in movie. It's not like, you know, just a musical where, like, it's a world where music happens. It's an actual song. You know, it's the difference between just us breaking out into song right now, but then also me badly singing a pop musician's song. hmm Like, there's a difference there.
0: So you're saying when they haven't written the music themselves, you've got an issue?
2: If the like, if it's not part of like the musical narrative, right? Like, it's 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 not like they're not they're not going to see just like you know a guy doing a stand up routine, but because it's a musical, he's singing. Like, they're going to see a band.
1: I'm struggling. I, I'm not following. I, I'm lost. I,
2: I'm I don't sorry. want to follow either. Can we move on? It's time to get to the school. You're not musical people. I don't think you understand the nature of musicals.
0: A five, six, seven, eight. <laughs>
2: After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello? Oh, Kilda, it's time to get up. It's Goofy! Come on, let's go! <laughs> Jasmine, hi! I saw your movie three times! Well, I guess you've seen just about everybody. I've been waiting my whole life to meet you. There's never been a better time to make the dream come true.
1: <laughs> All right, speaking of numbers, it is that time of the podcast where we must give our scores. Um, yeah, we normally start with the first timer, but then we also normally uh, start with you, Aiden. And I'm going to keep tradition. I'm going to score myself last here. So, um, Aiden iPhone test. What say you? Is this uh, eyeball compelling the whole way through?
0: It definitely has some moments where you don't need as much attention on the screen. But I do love this film. So, look, I'm. these are going to be high scores for me. And I know they're going to hey, be low. Oh, hey, hey, mate, this is not the love category. This isn't good. the
1: do you love it category. This is the iPhone test category, mate. Score it legitimately, please.
0: I will be.
2: Um,
1: it's a four. Four from me. Eden.
2: I'm gonna go 1.5. Ouch. Like, I, was I was, I was... I was losing interest a bit there. <laughs>
1: um, I'm gonna go two. Uh, and, and to be honest, I, I'm scoring this a little bit through my daughter's eyes without taking her the categories. I did ask her today, I said, did you like the movie? She said... Yes. I said, uh, did you really like it? And she's like, really, really like it. And she said, no. (laughs) And uh, I said, was it very... I said, was it interesting? Yeah. Was it really interesting? No. So I think two (laughs) is where I'm landing. Um, Cultural significance for you, Aiden.
0: Given the fact that the two of you have never heard of it until (laughs) I told you about it, I can't honestly give it that higher rating. Uh, that said, uh, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of um, kids' film directors do point back to this as a like a, a a good learn. Like they they learnt a lot from this film and stuff. Let's go two and a half for this one.
2: Okay, Eden, two for the two Star Trek kids right at the beginning of the movie. <laughs>
1: Oh, look, oh, I think you're both inflating the numbers for your own agendas there. <laughs> um, I think this is a one for me. I didn't know it existed. Yes, it features iconic characters, but the characters are not iconic for this iteration yeah. of their story. So for me, it's a one. Returnability, Aiden, just pop you down for a five here, will I?
0: Well... Honestly, I have watched it a lot of times. I've already watched it twice with my kids and they're only six years old. Like like <laughs> it's and I, I gladly watched this on my own the other night just for the podcast. It's a five. <laughs> yeah.
2: Eden. Uh, it has to be a one. It, like I would I would watch another Disney movie. I probably wouldn't watch this one. Well again. what about
0: what about extreme goofy movie, the Strange to DVD <laughs> sequel?
2: It would have to be really extreme to titillate me. (laughs) It's not as good, let me tell you. (laughs) Um, Again,
1: I asked my daughter, I said, will you watch it again? No. I said, what if your friends hadn't seen it? Would you watch it with a friend? No. So, uh, returnability for me. Look, it's not a zero. Like, it's not awful. And I can imagine a scenario where I watch it again and... Uh, you know, maybe in six months she's forgotten how little she enjoyed it and wants to see it one more time. Uh, so, yeah, one for me as well. Uh, partner friendliness. Aiden. does this one play heavily with uh, both parents in your house?
0: It's a great question. And I wish I'd brought this up with uh, Leah before recording the podcast, but um, she was... Um, let's say preoccupied, um, rather than fighting. Um, (laughs) I love you, Leah. Um, do you know what? We do like watching cartoons and stuff together. We watched Frozen together before we had kids, you know, like, so I don't know that we have watched this together, but I do think she would enjoy it. Like Leah often watches animation films and comments on, like, how amazing the... Like, particularly, like, the scene where they're going down the rapids and stuff, you can see the hand-drawnness of the waves oh. and the, and that texture and stuff. Like, you don't...
2: The Disney animation I, is top-notch.
0: Yeah. So, like, I do think, like, from my partner anyway, like, Leah loves cartoons and things for that perspective. She likes the art and things. Um, so, partner-friendly, three.
2: Okay. Eden. I didn't watch it with my wife Kirsty, but I—Kirsty uh, hasn't seen it either. I'm gonna give it a two. I think that there's something there. Kirsty loves musicals, and I think would get a kick out of the songs. But it's yeah, not like something that I would recommend sitting down with with your partner and watching. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it two as well. Like it is enjoyable enough. I don't think it would be a horrible time if you're both parents. The uh, the emotion of the you know child parent storyline might ring true as it does for you, Aiden. Um, so yeah, I'll give it a two. My own wife, Ashley, uh, didn't love it much at all but uh, that's okay she's not uh, she doesn't have to be in every woman whose opinion stands for all
0: dan you can't tell me though that there's not a bunch of other terrible kids films you've had to watch though like
1: there's a lot worse than this oh yeah look this is not uh, uh, this is not a horribly offensive kids film and i said like i like it enough i like it Enough that I don't dislike it. <laughs> That's probably how I would finish that <laughs> statement. <laughs> but on the scale of like to dislike, I'm very close to the middle, like just right near the middle, maybe just towards like. Um, so yeah, look, let's let's add up the numbers and let's see if it finishes second to Bad Boys on our leaderboard as it did on its opening weekend. <laughs>
2: Mickey Mouse and Elastic Donald Duck. Oh, what a funny pair. Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, they stretch from here to there. Oh, what luck you can stretch, Donald Duck, and with Mickey do the same. Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse, everybody knows the name. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Elastic Mickey Mouse and Elastic Donald Duck, each sold separately. By Mego.
1: Well... A goofy movie only had to wait for 28 years, but it's finally had its revenge on Bad Boys and is above Bad Boys in our podcast score tables, zooming past uh, Bad Boys' score of 23.5. And is nestled safely on 27, zooming past bad boys, zooming just past point five of a point past Kanye West. Oh.
0: These are all things I love.
1: <laughs> are you happy that they're together like that, though? Two great loves of yours nestled together as uh, bosom buddies on our score table? I
0: just feel like it really points to things that I love and you guys enjoy not liking.
1: <laughs> we don't enjoy not liking your things, we want to embrace the things you nah, like but... there's
0: some kind of improv alliance that you guys have got going on. It's very clear. You look at that scoreboard it's, there's no
1: alliance. You just don't like good things.
2: Oh. <laughs> what am
1: I even doing here? <laughs> No, I look, it's the I, I Think You Will Like It series, and I like it, Aiden. I liked it. A bit. <laughs> Enough. You, you will enjoy this, though. A, a regular listener of the podcast listened to our Planes, Trains episode like hours after it was out and texted me to say, Oh, a goofy movie. You're going to love that film. It's so good. Well, sorry, Brayden. I didn't love it. it <laughs>
0: Brayden sounds like a good guy.
1: <laughs> well, it is uh, my turn to recommend something for you, Eden, and I am going to recommend uh, a teen comedy um, that you've never seen. And I was—I—I I threw this out there, thinking surely um, you will have seen it, and uh, I'm going to have to keep digging through films you haven't seen, that sort of thing. But no, you had not seen Fast Times at Ridgemont
2: High. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm excited to see it. Like I responded when you mentioned it as, like, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't seen it. It just seems like something that you hear mentioned in other things. It feels like something that I'm going to recognise a lot of parodies that other things have done of the movie. I'm super keen to check it out.
1: Yeah, this I think a, you're both going to see lots of beats in this that you're like, oh, right, that's a teen comedy thing that maybe started in this film.
0: This is a John Hughes film, yeah?
1: Uh, no, this is actually written by Cameron Crowe, the uh, almost okay. famous guy, um, and was directed by Amy Heckling. I don't know too much else of the Amy Heckerling... uh a very that familiar name. It's ah, the, yeah, Clueless. Hero. Clueless Ooh, is another one of hers. Uh, so a couple of big I'm teen listening. comedy hits for Amy Heckling. <laughs> and but Amy Heckling had something to do with Eek the Cat. I feel like that would be up your alley. Do you remember Eek the Cat, Aiden? What are you about? No, talking you don't about? edit that out of the podcast, let's move right on. <laughs> All right, so join us next week as uh, Aiden probably attempts to get revenge on me by pooing on fast times at Ridgemont High as much as he humanly can.
0: I'm a loving person. I would never do that.
1: That's your other podcast, mate. That's your other podcast, not this one.
0: Your alliance (laughs) that's going on definitely would, though.
1: (laughs) All right, well, thank you for listening. Uh, If you loved a goofy movie... uh, Get online and uh, tell us about its charms. Drop a comment on Instagram. Defend this movie. Uh, join T Maiden
2: as he takes on the Improv Alliance. <laughs> Catch you next time.